to tell you tonight, folks, that Jesus is here once again to meet with every one of us. And thank God he's here to be, speak peace to every troubled soul. He's here to lift us up again into heavenly places. He's here to bless every brother and every sister. Thank God he loves us all. Jesus loves everybody and he's got no favourites. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think it's wonderful to be found in the presence of God. He says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst. And I tell you, you can't come into the presence of God and not feel it. You can't come into the presence of God and go out the same. He's bound to affect our hearts and our spiritual lives. He's here amongst us to receive the praise and the adoration of our grateful hearts. He's here to bless every brother in all his need and every sister in all her need. He's wonderful. Oh, I thank God for Jesus tonight. I thank God that all power is given unto him. All power and is able to meet every need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God that Jesus is real. Thank God that he's alive forevermore. Thank God that he's a victorious saviour. Oh, blessed be his name forever and forever. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. Let us realise the today part of it. He's not so much the God of the past or the God of the future. He says, I am that I am. That's the name of our God, I am, I am. Not I'm going to be, not I was, but I am. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. I am the good shepherd. We're in the presence of the great I am. And he's just the same in this very hour as he's ever been. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's just... Let's just seek his face together tonight, that he will move amongst us in all his power and all his glory, and bless every precious soul in this meeting tonight, and manifest himself amongst us in the way that only he can. Hallelujah. We thank you, our gracious Father, for drawing us together once again. We thank you, Lord, that thy precious love has flooded our hearts, and we thank you, Lord, that in this wonderful love we find a fellowship one with another, a fellowship that comes and has its birth in thee. And tonight, Lord, we bless thee for the new birth which we've experienced in our souls. We thank you, Lord, we're born again of the Spirit of God. And we thank you, Lord, that as born again men and women, we can praise and magnify you and give you thanks for all you've done for us. Truly, Lord, our hearts are grateful tonight when we really realize the greatness of thy love, when we realize how thou hast blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the riches of our inheritance tonight that is ours in Jesus. Oh, blessed be your name forever. Truly, goodness and mercy hath followed us all the days of our life. And here we are, Lord, to return thee thanks once again. 
and to magnify thee. We pray, Lord, that every heart shall be loosed by thy spirit to give you the praise that is in spirit and in truth. We pray, O oh God, that you'll so move in power that thy name shall be abundantly glorified and thy mighty arm made bare in our midst. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We ask you, Lord, to take full control and have your blessed way. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. There's a chorus that we haven't sung here tonight. It's this. I'll praise the Lord forever. Forever and forever. I'll praise the Lord forever. He's done so much for me. Oh, bless his wonderful name. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, bless you, Jesus. I'll praise the Lord forever.
same. Well, just think, if it was possible to forget when he's done such wonderful things in our hearts and lives. Hallelujah. Bless his name. His name is worthy to be praised. If you believe it, say amen. amen. Bless the Lord. Let's raise our hands and bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, bless you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Brother Leslie Daker is going to tell you how God has been good to him and blessed him since he came this way. Come on, Leslie. You know, there's one thing that's been going through my mind while I've been sat there, and it's this. All that men everywhere would bless the Lord. You know, there's one thing about uh, our motives in coming here, and it's quite pure. Our motive is that men and women would bless the Lord. And you know, it's a wonderful thing to be really set free to praise and bless his lovely name. It is, you know. I thank God that he set me free to bless and praise his holy name. And you know, it just fills my heart with joy and uh, with love to you all when I see you blessing and praising God. Because you know, that's our desire. Our one aim and object, as the Jamaicans say so often, uh, our one aim and object is to get you to praise the Lord. Oh, and I, I, it just uh, sends a thrill in my heart to see you all uh, at this convention, blessing and praising God. You know, I thank God for what he's done for me here. It's wonderful. It's wonderful what's happened here at South End. And I, I, I'm absolutely thrilled. And I, oh, bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Bless his name. I want to read you a little portion from John's epistle, the last chapter. The first epistle of John chapter 5 whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God and everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments but this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. It is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. For the three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit, and the water, and the blood, and these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God, is greater for this is the witness of God which he hath testified of his son he that believeth on the son of God hath the witness in himself 
He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. I believe that this witness that is within the born-again believer is one of the most precious things in our spiritual lives and experience. You'll notice that it is the Spirit that beareth witness. The Spirit that beareth witness. And we have this witness within ourselves. Well, you know, folks, we've told you that this is a way of the Spirit. I've told you how in my experience, at the very beginning, God said to me, you've not trod this way before. And it was a venture of faith. It was a step in the unknown. It was an adventure with God and still is. We don't know what God has in store for us. And he's led many of us in strange paths. He's led us in ways that we're not used to. There was a time when we sat under the ministry of men and uh, within the confines of denominations. But when we stepped out, we found that we had no supports. God seemed to knock all our supports away. A lot of people, you know, lean on others. A lot of people lean on things. But when we begin to walk by faith and not by sight, God knocks the props away. And we begin to walk in an unknown path. And when we walk in this path, we want to, uh, somehow, we want something that will tell us that we are going the right way and doing the right things. And when we come up against manifestations of supernatural character, we want to know whether they're of God or whether they're not of God. The Apostle Paul says, prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. I've learned in my Christian life not to take everything in that comes from a platform or even from a Christian. I believe in proving it. I don't take things on face value. I believe in knowing the truth and proving the thing real. And every step of the way that I've gone this way, I've proved it. And God has put this wonderful thing within our hearts when we're born of the Spirit and filled with the Spirit, there is this wonderful witness. This wonderful witness. And when you step out this way, you begin, your witness records one thing very often, and your head will record something else, and there's a little bit of a conflict going on. You see, the, the things of the old way seem to have found their residence up here. And the things of the Spirit are moving down here in your heart. And that's where the witness is. And I used to be very much uh, in uh, conflict about it between my head and my heart. When my heart witnessed something, I went to another brother and sister and asked them if they witnessed the same. I compared witness. It's a good thing to compare witness when you're not sure of your own witness but as you go on in the spirit and grow into the fullness of the blessing of God and begin to uh, be as it were a son of God and you're able to stand on your own feet you find that you can trust the witness within your own heart you find you can trust it 
And when you can trust the witness of your own heart, then you can follow on. You can uh, keep to the right path. You're no need for any man, woman or, or to come along and tell you what you should do and what you shouldn't do. And whether this is right or whether that is right. The Spirit beareth witness. The Spirit beareth witness. And the witness of the Spirit is true. It's true. It's something that we can trust. God's Spirit doesn't wear, bear a false witness. It only bears a true witness. And brother and sister, what you've got to do is to exercise this witness within your heart. God has given it you. It's there. The Spirit is there doing His work, witnessing to the truth. And you've got to throw away the idea that you, you've just got to sit down and let others show you and tell you. You've got to be able to stand on your own feet. God wants men and women who are real sons and daughters of God. And I believe in sonship. I believe that sons of God are such that have come of age in the Spirit. And the Father shareth his secrets and, and takes them into his counsel. A lot of people remain as servants. They only live in the realm of serving God. And as servants they take orders from God. But when we come into sonship, it's a different thing altogether. God is our Father. And you know, even the psalmist says, The secrets of the Lord are with them that fear him. And God will reveal the secrets of his heart to us, the secrets of his ways, the mysteries of his will. And as he reveals it, the Spirit of God witnesses in our heart, and we know it's of God. This is well, how we know these things are right, because the Spirit witnesses with our spirit. You know, folks, when you were really born again, you had a real witness to that great transaction. You had a witness to that wonderful thing that had happened. That was the beginning of it. And God wants his people to go by the witness of his spirit. The spirit does not contradict his word. The spirit does not contradict Jesus Christ. The spirit is truth. And he will lead us into all truth. And I thank God that as I've trod this pathway and learned to trust the witness in my own heart, I have never, never found I've gone on a wrong path. I've never, never departed from that which God hath revealed to me. It's wonderful, folks. God is able to keep you from falling as you move along the line of the witness of the Spirit. And I tell you, God will show you wonderful things. Eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of man the things that God hath prepared for them that love him. But he is revealing them to us by his Spirit. By his Spirit. And as we follow the witness that comes to our hearts, he will reveal these wonderful things and we'll be able to accept them. We shall not be staggered at them. We shall not wonder whether these wonderful things are of God or not. We shall not be running here, there and everywhere and uh, trying to find out what's going on. We shall, not, we shall not be worried. We shall not uh, uh, have a false witness and say, well, I don't think that's of God, you know. We shall have a real witness. 
And I tell you, it's very, very necessary to have a real witness of the Spirit. We went to a certain meeting in the Forest of Dean, a little handful of us, and we took a meeting there. This meeting, they told us, was in revival blessing, and there was a good company of people there. And uh, we began in the usual glory style, and uh, one of our sisters, a Jamaican sister, she got happy and started to dance. And the brother who had invited us there, he immediately stood on his feet and you could feel his prickles come up and you could feel that he was objecting strongly to what was going on. And before it had gone on much further, he says, stop, stop. He says, we're not having this here. We don't believe in it being worked up. We believe in it coming down. And he stopped it. And he had his little say. He says, now, brother, come on, let's have the word. So, well, we, we didn't know whether to give him the word or not because we can only follow the, the way of the Spirit. But at any rate, we gave them the word and we testified and so on. But, you know, I was down that way the beginning of this year. And they tell me that brother's assembly has gone all to pieces. He's gone all to pieces. You can't touch the things of God and get away with it. You can't touch the ark of God and expect to live. God will not let any man touch the things of his spirit. And if that man had had a real witness in his heart, he would not have made that awful mistake. Folks, it's essential that we have a real witness of the Spirit because as God is moving in a supernatural way today there are going to come wonderful and strange manifestations to the children of God. God's ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. And we've got to have this witness within our heart to know the things that are freely given us of God. If it's of God, it will prosper. But if it's of the flesh, it will fall to the ground. And God has given us that wonderful witness. Let us exercise it. Let us learn to trust it. And I'll tell you, as we go on in that way, then we shall begin to prove God to be real, wonderful, marvellous in his manifestations towards us. We shall see God in a measure we've never seen him before. And we'll see more of the glorious, wonderful works of God, which otherwise we would probably have passed by. We would not have en en uh, allowed our hearts to be concerned with them. We would have, we'd have closed ourselves off from them. But God wants us to follow in the path of Holy Ghost witness and in so doing we shall be blessed of God enriched in our souls and we shall be a people well pleasing unto the Lord hallelujah praise the Lord God bless you folks it's wonderful to be here once again you know we've been out in the sun and we've got sun kissed it's put a bit of colour into me you know I don't usually carry much colour but it's put a bit of colour into me and that's the sort of thing that we want in Christianity. We want a colourful Christianity. And the Son of Righteousness has arisen with healing in his wings and he's beaming forth his love and blessing upon us and he's putting a bit of colour into our Christian experience. And I think it's wonderful, isn't it? Praise the Lord.
Praise the Lord. Well, we've got four lasses here from Port Lanone. Port Lanone is a little uh, place tucked away in Ireland. And, uh, well, God has blessed these lasses. Come up here, girls. Praise the Lord. Give them a clap by way of welcome. Portland Home was the first place we ever went to in Ireland. It was last July, a week, 12 months last July. Well, dear, you can be first. What's your name? Doris. This is Doris. Well, folks, it's just six months now that I've asked the Lord Jesus Christ to come into my heart and for now to him to be my personal saviour. And believe me, I've never been the same again since I've went to these glory meetings. For after all, you can't go under for going over. Amen. Thank you. Bless you, dear. It's wonderful, you know, a testimony like that after being saved. Was it six months, you said, dear? It's wonderful, isn't it? Well, I couldn't have done it when I got saved at six months. Well, friends, I'm glad, too, that I have a testimony to give. I'm saved over two years, almost three. I've been baptised in water and in the Spirit. And I can say being baptised in the Spirit has really changed my life. I'll never forget it. Even the Monday night into work, the girls noticed the difference in my life and wondered what had gone wrong. And I'm glad to be in this glory way for it's just joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. What's your name, sister? Sadie. 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 Well, we're pleased to have Sadie with us. Come on, dear. What's your name? Frida. Frida. This is Frida. Well, it was as a young girl of 11 that I first yielded my life to Jesus. I attended children's meetings and I was faced with the challenge of salvation. But as time went on, the devil just seemed to tell me that I didn't get enough enjoyment out of the world, that I never tried the things of the world. And it breaks my heart to say that I disobeyed Jesus and that I tried the things of the world. But you know, friends, I tried the broken cisterns, but ah, the waters failed. Even as I stooped to drink, they fled and mocked me as I wailed. Now none but Christ can satisfy, none other name for me. There's love and life and lasting joy, Lord Jesus, found in thee. And it was about two years ago that I first came into Pentecostal experience. Uh, Leslie and Philip were taking meetings outside at Ahaka, and I went... And when I went there, well, I enjoyed the meeting, but when it come to the part where everybody started praising the Lord, well, I thought they were mad. And then last year, Henry came to Ireland in July. Well, I didn't enter into the meetings, and he was back again in November, was it? And I didn't enter in then either, but Victor Stewart started up a team, glory team, and when he come, well, I really entered into the meetings, and I yielded my life of praise to the Lord. And I can say that since I come into this glory way, things have been different, and I really have enjoyed salvation. I'm not enduring salvation tonight, but praise God, I'm enjoying it, and I know I will continue to enjoy it. Amen. Amen. This is our job. Well, friends, I'm satisfied with Jesus, and I love Jesus tonight with all my heart, and I'm glad to be able to testify for the Lord. You know, it's just wonderful to think that Jesus loved me so much that he died on the cross for me. You know, friends, when I have an opportunity to testify for the Lord, I just love to do it because Jesus means so much to me. Well, I came to know the Lord just as a young girl of nine. I wasn't very old, but I knew I needed Jesus into my life. And uh, about three years ago, I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And friends, it just re- re- uh, 
made my life just completely different. You know, just give me power to witness for the Lord. And then I went through the waters of baptism. And friends, it's just wonderful. To, I can just say it's wonderful to be walking with Jesus day by day. You know, it's just wonderful to get alone with the Lord. You know, feel his presence. Even without, you don't, without even praying or saying anything, you just feel his wonderful presence. And you know, friends, it's just wonderful. And I can really say as a young girl that I'm satisfied with Jesus. And I'm satisfied to know that my soul is satisfied. Amen. Well, I think that's grand. Give them all another clap. Do you know that chorus that that sister quoted? I'm satisfied with Jesus. I'm satisfied to know that my soul is satisfied. It's wonderful to be satisfied, isn't it? And thank God he does satisfy us. Let's stand and sing it, shall we? I'm satisfied to know
praise the Lord. We've been very pleased to have with us brother Bob and his wife Anne with us, Anne and Bob Searle from Portsmouth, Gosport. And I want them to come up and give their testimonies of how God has blessed them. Bob first came to Newark when he was serving in the RAF. I'm not sure whether he was saved or not then, but at any rate, he'll tell you. Bless the Lord. Of course, if you don't know, this is Bob who runs the printing service to the glory of God. If any of you want his services, he's at your disposal. And he'll help you with all your printing problems, and you'll find he'll do it quite cheaply. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's a privilege to be here tonight. Hallelujah. And I'd just like to say that we do love Jesus. Hallelujah with all our hearts. Hallelujah. And you know it's wonderful when you love Jesus. If you love Jesus with all your heart, things are different. Hallelujah. Things are different. And you know you find in your life that scriptures, well, bless the Lord, you read the word of God and it's a living book. Amen. Because the Spirit illuminates it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Do you know the letter killeth? but the Spirit giveth life, and hallelujah, as you dive into the Word of God, hallelujah, in this way, it's wonderful what the Spirit brings to you, hallelujah. It's wonderful, you know, amen. Oh, praise the Lord. What we, oh, we just couldn't live without this book, hallelujah, because it's God's Word, and my, how the Spirit just ministers to you through this Word, this precious living Word, hallelujah. Thank God old things have passed away and all things have become new. Hallelujah! All things have become new. Amen. Thank God this is a new and living way. And thank God this salvation works. Amen. Oh, praise God. This is a salvation that really works. Jesus is a wonderful Savior. And bless the Lord, if your life's no different now than it was, oh my, you haven't got the real thing. Hallelujah. Because this salvation works and it changes you. Turns you upside down and inside out. And well, bless the Lord, it's wonderful. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. It's truly wonderful what God can do. But it's a way, brothers and sisters, of complete surrender. Hallelujah. And if you think you can enjoy the blessing of God without surrendering your life completely to Him, you're mistaken, you know. Bless the Lord. This is a way of surrendering everything to the Lord, being crucified with Christ. Hallelujah. It's death to the old man. Hallelujah. You've got to be raised in newness of life with Jesus Christ till you can come to the place with the Apostle Paul. And he says, it's no longer I that liveth. It's Christ that liveth in me. Hallelujah. Oh, and thank God. Hallelujah. Because Jesus in you is the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Do you know the kingdom of heaven is within you if you're a child of God? The kingdom of heaven is within you. Hallelujah. Oh, and you think of the possibilities. Hallelujah. In the realm of the Spirit. Do you know the Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. And don't stop there, brothers and sisters. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Don't you leave that last bit off, because it's very important. Hallelujah. And that's the bit that counts. To walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And you know, if you've been born again, and you're walking after the flesh, you can't get away from it. You're in condemnation. But you walk after the Spirit, and then the Bible says, the Word of God says, there's no condemnation to them, hallelujah, who are in Christ Jesus, who are walking after the Spirit. Hallelujah. It's a wonderful walk with God. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. What a wonderful Savior. Bob said a testimony, so I'll give you a little testimony. It's wonderful. 
praise the Lord. I thank God I was saved in 1954 in a Baptist church in Portsmouth. And thank God it was wonderful to get saved. Amen. Did you know the verse of scripture that God spoke through my heart was this? Romans 10.9. You all know it, don't you? If you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. And I said, Lord Jesus, if that's true, then I'm going to do it. Hallelujah. But you know, confession brings possession. Confession brings possession. And you confess that God's done the work. Hallelujah. And you'll begin to possess it and enjoy the benefits of this great salvation. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. I say I got saved in this Baptist church. And then after some time, I got called up in the forces. And you know, I thought, well, this is, this is awful. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I was getting nicely settled, you know, in the old Baptist church. And it was wonderful. <laughs> we were really enjoying ourselves there. We had a ministry there, you know, in the Christian endeavor. And we thought, my, this is grand. What have I got to leave it for, you know, and go off to the forces? I don't want to do that. But anyway... I went off to the forces and thank God, hallelujah, for that day. Thank God for the day I got caught up in the forces. Hallelujah, it was wonderful. <laughs> Amen. But you know, brothers and sisters, you get taken away from your nice little secluded place <laughs> and with all your, all your friends and all the people who know you where everything's nice and comfortable and you get stuck in with a lot of fellows who are blaspheming in the name of the Lord and who are really living worldly lives, you know, and it shakes you, it shakes you. And you know, you've got to have something real to stand against that sort of thing. If you haven't got something real, you fall down. <laughs> so bless the Lord, we soon had to get seeking the Lord for something real. And although at training camp, you know, you, when you get to a training camp in the forces, you find there's usually pretty strong Christian fellowship. And it was wonderful, I found lots of Christian friends there and everything was alright until I got to a permanent base. And having got there, you found there was no Christian witness at all. And my, you know, you find one or two fellows there who are meeting once a week in what they call a Christian fellowship. But you know, brothers and sisters, it's there you find that denominationalism just doesn't work. Because there were a group of lads, perhaps half a dozen of us, each one representing a different denomination. And we never used to talk about Jesus, we used to talk about our denominations, you see. One thing against another thing, and oh my, it was awful, hallelujah, it was awful. Well, praise the Lord, it, it, well, it went on for a while and we just couldn't stand it. We realised that this just didn't work. Bless the Lord, it was contrary to the word of God. The Bible says, see that there be no divisions amongst you. And if the Bible says, see that there be no divisions amongst you and there are divisions, there's something wrong and you want to start seeking the Lord. Hallelujah. So we started seeking the Lord. And you know, as a group of lads there at camp, we started to seek the Lord. God started to do something. Do you know, we were hungering after reality and we didn't know where to find it. So we went back to the Word of God and we said, well, Lord, we're just going to forget everything we've learned in the past and we're going back to your Word. And if your Word says something, we'll believe it. And do you know, brothers and sisters, if you really get down before God with that attitude, God will do something. And you know, we got down before God and we sought God and we sought God every day of the week, bless the Lord, right into the early hours of the morning every day. And you know, somehow or other, and it's a miracle, we don't, we don't know how these things happen, but we got hold of one or two books by these great American evangelists, you know. One was Faith, Faith Testimony by Brother T.L. Osborne. And if you never read that book, you want to read it. Oh, it's wonderful. Hallelujah. Anyway, we read this book and, and we thought, well, if it's like this, then why haven't we been taught it in our churches? Why haven't we been taught it? Why, if it's like this, this is just what we're seeking for. It's wonderful. So we thought, well, where on earth in this country can we find something like this? And and you know the Lord's wonderful because some months before that I'd sent for it, well I hadn't sent for it, somebody sent me a glory news. Somebody sent me a glory news. 
and, and I'd look through it and I thought, well, this is odd, you know, and put it to one side and forgotten about it. And it was at this camp that the Lord brought back to my memory this glory news and he said, this is just like it's talking about in this book. So I wrote home for it, you see, and back comes this glory news. Oh, bless the Lord. And we looked through it and, my, this is what we're seeking for. This is life. This is just what we're looking for. So we were soon on the phone up to Newark, bless the Lord, and writing up to Newark and telegramming up to Newark. And, and bless the Lord, it wasn't long before they'd laid a special meeting on for us on a Wednesday up at Newark. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Now we went in an old broken down crock of a car, hallelujah, that wouldn't, well, normally wouldn't go about 10 miles without breaking down. And God got us up to the glory room at Newark. And bless the Lord, oh, it was wonderful. Hallelujah. Oh, my. Do you know... We never knew love till we went to Newark. I went in a glory room with folk there, and they sat round, they were around in a circle in this glory room, and we went in, and the love of God hit us. We went there with just knowing, not knowing what to find, because none of us had heard of Pentecost, let alone experienced the baptism of the Spirit or anything like that. But it was wonderful, the power of the love of God hit us as we went in that room. Oh, and the love was so great, well, we just couldn't stand before it. And before long, everybody in the room were down on their knees seeking the Lord. And you know, that's the way to pray, beloved. <laughs> Everybody's seeking the Lord down on their knees. And you forget the clock. My, that doesn't matter anymore. It's getting through to God. And before that night was out, why, bless the Lord, a couple of the lads had given their hearts to the Lord for the first time. Well, they'd been very religious, yes, oh yes. One of the lads went to communion every morning. <laughs> but bless the Lord, he got saved that night, which was far better. <laughs> And two or three that night got the baptism of the Spirit and the others weren't long following. And you know, bless the Lord, it was wonderful. There was no turning back. We knew we found reality. And beloved, when you find this way, when you come right through with reality, you know when you've got it. Hallelujah. And you know you didn't have it before. Hallelujah. But oh, it's wonderful when you've got it. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you all. I love him. He gives me the victory. Many people doubt him, but I can't think without him. That is why I love him so. He's so
the Lord. You know, the word reality is a new word that has come into Christian experience. I never heard it mentioned in my earlier days. But reality is a word that has come to the forefront because God has given us something real. There's no sham about this. There's nothing put on. It's God himself in our hearts. Thank God it's real. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There's a young lady in this meeting from West Auckland, and she's got it real. Come up here, Pam. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, I'm so thankful tonight to be in the presence of Jesus. You know, I just love Jesus with all my heart tonight. And I'm so glad, you know, for what he's done for me. I thank him, you know, for bringing me into this wonderful glory way. You know, it's so wonderful to feel the presence of Jesus just everywhere and round about you. You know, you just haven't just to come into a meeting to feel his presence. But you can rest in him and abide in him all the time, you know. And I'm so glad for Jesus tonight. I'm so thrilled about him, you know, because he dwells in my heart, you know. And he gives me such fullness of joy. You know, he's such a wonderful saviour to me. You know, once upon a time I knew about Jesus. But I didn't know him, you know, as I know him now. But, you know, he's such a wonderful friend to me. And I'm so glad because he just thrills me, you know, and he fills me every moment of the day. You know, he's such a wonderful Jesus to me. You know, when I first got, you know, about the glory where, and I first saw the people, I thought, well... Well, that's a queer way to carry on in a church. But, you know, I thank God because when I really saw the revelation of it, when I really saw it, you know, it became so wonderful in, in my life, you know. And it, it, Jesus is such a wonderful part, you know. He takes control of your life and he takes you over. You don't just give a part of your life to Jesus. You know, to get, to get Jesus to take full control, you have to yield fully to Jesus. And, you know, it's so wonderful to be in his presence. And you can just acknowledge him, you know, in all your ways. As, as his word said, as our brother just said there, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. And I'm so glad, you know, because I'm just acknowledging Jesus in everything that I do, you know. And I know that he'll direct my paths, you know. And I praise him because I'm going on, right on to that city. Amen. Amen.
Arthur Burt with us tonight. Come up here, Arthur. Praise the Lord. Have you ever been dizzy? I'm asking you quite a serious question. Have you ever been dizzy? You have. You know when you're dizzy, you lose your balance. Some of you maybe have been dizzy in a glory meeting. But the world at the present time is suffering from dizziness. It's lost its balance. It's lost all sense of direction. And you and I are faced in this day with a tremendous challenge. God has never had a plan without a man. And God has never had a man without a plan. But some men seem to think that God is poverty stricken for plans. So they plan for him. Jesus Christ said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now do you see tonight that your saviour is a builder? And being a builder, he's in touch with the architect, his father. And his father has a plan. There are a lot of people today who seem to think that we are just going round in circles and God has nothing for today. Now then, you remember Esther, she came and Mordecai spoke to her and he said, who knows whether you've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. God has always had a man or a woman. In the case of Esther, it was a woman. God has always had a man at the time. Little baby Moses was preserved in an ark in the bulrushes. And mud and slime were used to preserve the deliverer. God's deliverer at that hour. God is so wonderful, he can use mud and slime. Did you know that? Maybe you've had some. Well, God can use it. God can use it. And God used the mud and slime to preserve the life of the little baby Moses because God had a plan for the man. And the purpose of God for Moses was to bring the people of God out. Then God had another man, Joshua. And the purpose of God was to bring the people in. God had another man, Elijah. And the purpose of God was to bring the fire down. And he did it. And then after that, he said to Ahab, he says, go and prepare your chariot that the rain stop you not. God has always had a man along with his plan. Now, we are living in a day right now, and I would say to every one of you in this meeting, brother, sister, there is no such thing as a member of the body of Jesus Christ without a function, without a ministry. God has a plan for you. Do you know it? Now, you and I are faced with something. It isn't in the scriptures, but it's a, it's a pungent challenge. Where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Thank God for every rally. Thank God for every meeting. Thank God for every man. 
And there are many of you in this meeting tonight have to thank God for a man named Henry. Though he's not here. Because God had a plan. And God used a man and you are here tonight. Maybe it's not your salvation. But you are indebted to a man in the plan. And God used him. Now he's not here tonight. But I want to tell you this, that the builder of the church of Jesus Christ is right here tonight. And I'm aware of this, that as far as Brother Henry's concerned, he's big enough in God to realize this. That whilst he has a purpose in the plan of God, he neither is the architect or the builder. And we've got both the builder and the architect here tonight. And I say to you, brother, sister, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, do you know the purpose and the plan for your life? Now the anointing of the Spirit of God, which has come upon men and women in these days, has a purpose. And let's face up to this, that even as Esther had to face the challenge of God through her uncle, he said, who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Do you realize, whilst you are enjoying the blessing of God here in the palace at Southend, do you realize the import, the tremendous import of the challenge of the day that you live in? Now make no mistake about it. God's purposes are going to be fulfilled in this day. And Jesus Christ declared, I will build my church. I will. I will build my church and the very gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, brother, this isn't something that's dependent upon a man or a plan of a man. It's a plan of God. It's fixed. It's determined. And his will will be done. But the vital thing is that you and I shall see the purpose of God for our day. Remember this, when the voice of God spoke from heaven and said, this is my beloved son, some said that it thundered. They were so far out. They so missed the purpose and the plan of God that they could hear the very voice of God from heaven and they could say it thundered. God deliver me. God deliver you from missing the voice. Now let's face up to this. I have not come here in the grace of God to depress you. But a man who will not face the challenge of life that's not optimism and it's not blessing and it's not liberty unless he faces the challenge of life as God brings it to him. Do you and I realize this tonight that in 1964 something is moving irrevocably on in the plan and the purpose of God and you and I have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. The anointing that God has given you, the blessing that God has given you the liberation that God has given you is not just to be consumed upon yourself. Do you remember the four lepers? They said if we stop here we die. If we go forth we die. Whatever we do we die. So they went forth and they found that God had wrought a mighty deliverance. They entered into the camp and they found provision in an hour of poverty, in an hour of famine, they found provision. They found plenty. They found that God had given, caused the enemies to be routed. And they said, we must go and acquaint the king's household. Now, I see this, that in the purpose of God, there are many, many, many 
of the glory folks who in the eyes of the king's household are despised. Maybe like the lepers they despise our flesh. But it doesn't alter the fact that God has deposited in your hands something on trust that you're responsible for in this your day. Now you're responsible. And God has a plan for every man. And of course every woman. Do you know the plan of God for your life? If you don't, it's your responsibility to wait upon God till you do. I have not got a member in my physical body that hasn't got a purpose. I believe I'm better with my tonsils in and my appendix in. I'm sorry if you've lost yours. But anyway, I still believe, I still believe it's better to have them in than out. I've lost a few teeth. <clears throat> and I believe I'd be better if they'd been still in. If they'd been good ones, of course. But don't you see, whatever man does, he cannot substitute for what God does. And every part of your body has a function. Now then, so God in his divine plan and order for the church, every member has a function. There's no such thing as stagnation in the body, spiritual rheumatism with creaking joints, withered arms, blind eyes, palsied hands, kidneys that don't work. You know, every part. And the thing is that once you, you, you relax in God, you find that everything does its job so easily. If you began to think of all the complicated movements that are going on in your physical body at this moment, it's enough to give you a dicky fit. <laughs> what your brain's doing, what your lungs are doing, what your kidney's doing, what your heart's doing. That old heart of yours pumping away for 70 years without one single rest. You think of it all, but you just go, you don't think, and, and as long as things function, well, we don't bother. But you see, your lungs, you do it automatically. If I came up on this platform and said, just a minute, I can't talk to you, I'm busy breathing, I've got to stop alive. <laughs> don't talk to me, I'm busy breathing, I've got to stop alive. If I don't breathe, I'll die. Well, don't you see, you do it best when you're unconscious, when you're asleep. You do it best when you're asleep. It's so wonderful. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. But do you see that your physical body is a parable of what God's doing in this day? And surely you've been in sufficient glory meetings to have heard this, that the revelation of body ministry has come to stay. The day of the one-man show is over. Now don't misunderstand me. That doesn't mean that we don't need the ministry of apostles and prophets and evangelists, pastors, teachers. Till... Till, but the moment that the body becomes subject to the spirit of God and moves, recognizes its plan and purpose, I tell you the scaffolding will come down. But we sorely need, we sorely need much today. Well, just one word more before I sit down. This all comes to one ultimate final end. That the coming again of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, by all the signs of the times, is imminent. See it everywhere. And the very purpose of God's blessing in these meetings is to prepare a people fit for the coming again of Jesus Christ. And as I said dozens of times, and I'll say it again, Jesus Christ isn't coming back for a bride that's weak and anemic and squint-eyed and humpy-backed and sneezing and wheezing and running with pus and boils and sores. He's coming back for a bride beautiful and adorned for our Lord and Savior. What does this mean to you? How does it affect you? What doest thou here, Elijah? 
after you've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. But let me remind you, as Mordecai reminded Esther, if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then deliverance will arise from another source. If you don't have it, and if I don't have it, God's going to have some who'll have it in this day, some men, some women, who are not going to miss the time. Now this is about to happen. Brother, sister, it's time for God to work. And God has a set time. His clock is never late. And it's never early. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, I'm glad that God is doing something in our hearts, aren't you? I am getting ready to meet my Lord. I am getting ready for the day to come. Keeping my armor bright, watching by day and night. I am getting ready to meet my Lord. I am getting ready
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And all the people said, Praise the Lord. Amen. It's wonderful to have a shout for the glory of God. God wants a shouting people, not a doubting people. Praise the Lord. When, when the people of Israel shouted around the walls of Jericho, they came tumbling down. The walls within our hearts and lives come tumbling down as we shout the glory of God and the victory of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, folks, you may have been like I used to be, frightening my own voice. But I tell you, when you're in a place like this, you can really let go. Nobody's going to worry about how loud you shout. Thank God we can shout the victory. Praise the Lord. And again they said. And again they said. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I think we ought to sing that chorus as a shout in the camp. I can feel it tonight, can't you? I can feel it. It's not something that just issues out of your mouth. It's a spirit of victory in our hearts.
enjoyed everybody, bless the Lord. Isn't it a wonderful word? Praise the Lord, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Isn't it a wonderful word? Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Isn't it wonderful what God is doing? He's done wonderful things, but God is doing wonderful things. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Some folks wonder why they never shout. It is because they worry, fuss, and doubt. Wonder, wonder, of course they wonder why they never shout. Some folks wonder why we're happy, glad, and free. Well, it is because he from sin he set us free. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's wonderful. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's wonderful when God has set you free. It's wonderful, folks. It's wonderful when God sets you free. It's different to be free in God. Hallelujah. And to be free truly. Some folks are free truly, you know. They have no embarrassments, no fears, no anything. No inferiorities. They can be ever so free. Naturally, there is a liberty and a freedom for men and women. But the Spirit of God sets our spirits free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you hath he quickened. You hath he made to live we're dead hallelujah praise the lord isn't it wonderful what god can do you know i was only just thinking when we were praising and worshiping god you know folks there's nothing in a glory meeting for men and women other than what they could get in any other church unless we you learn for yourself to praise and to worship god from your heart by the spirit of god there's nothing in a glory meeting for anybody unless they come into contact with God by the Spirit. There's nothing, I tell you, there's nothing. And you'll soon get tired and you'll soon get bored and you'll soon get fed up unless your heart comes into touch and into tune with God himself. I tell you, it's true, you know. I tell you, you must burn every boat. You must burn all your bridges too. I tell you, there's no going back. I tell you, you don't have to care what anybody says. You don't have to care what anybody thinks. You don't even care what you think yourself either. I tell you, this is, this is a wonderful, a wonderful thing that God has brought us into. And I tell you, as long as you'll burn your boat, and you'll burn your bridges too, and there's no going back. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You might have had some nice, nice onions in Egypt. You might have tasted it, smelt the, 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 the smell of, of all the onions cooking down there. But I tell you this much, that, that it's no good turning back. As you'll you'll come, become like Lot's wife, you'll become a pillar of salt, and you'll wonder why you feel so, so stodgy and so immovable, and nothing seems to make any difference. Praise the Lord. It's a different, folks, I keep saying. It's a different, it's so wonderful, it's so mighty. It changes your heart, it changes your thinking, it changes your attitude. It's so wonderful. Praise the Lord. Glory, hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Truly, it's not by might, is it? It's not by power, not by any might or any power of ours, but it is by the Spirit of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Amen. 